You're listening to Talking Tunes, and joining me online today is... Coxon. Coxon, hey, how are you? Hi, I'm okay, how are you? I'm grand, I'm good, thanks, good. So we're starting out nice and easy with a lovely tune by Sferik, assuming that's how you pronounce it, called Snowflake Catcher. Tell me a bit about it, like how come, uh, what is it you like about this tune? So it's a really nice like liquid drum and bass song that I found when I was like 13 years old um, and I used to just sit and listen to it in my bedroom and like when I felt sad I just put it on my headphones on like full blast and like it kind of made me feel better and that, I think that was like the start of how I started using music as like a you know therapy kind of thing and guiding me through the terrible world. It's certainly true. I mean, it's a common it's a common theme. You know, you talk to a lot of people about music, and yeah, nearly everybody says the the way music makes you feel. If you had to choose between like never going to a rave but being able to listen to music on your headphones versus going to a rave and you know never listening to it on your headphones, what would you have to pick? There's there's a random question for you. Definitely on my headphones. I, I, to be honest, I've even debated like be like, why, why don't I just stay at home? Like definitely in, um, in lockdown, I was like, it's actually having a private rave in your bedroom on your headphones is actually quite fun. But then, like you don't have the the feeling of the sub bass, so you could get a sub pack. Then you can have your own individual private rave. But yeah, I, everyone's gonna like really be really angry with me saying this. Start pissing all the sound system crews off. Coxon isn't appreciating us. Sorry, guys. Let's start out controversial. Let's get straight into it. Yeah. See, if it's in my room. I don't have to deal with any drunk people. I just deal with this to be on my own. Well, no, because all the sound system crews need to do is just set up in your room, right? And then you'd be like, oh, right, sound system in my room, awesome. The neighbours might not be too happy, but... Oh, my God. Drunk people, yeah, the, the worst. Like, you know, people go off and enjoy themselves, do whatever they want to do, absolutely grand. But um, I'm sure you've come across this before, where people come up and start talking to you, and like, they, they, they know who you are, but you've no idea who they are. And I, I don't know, as a young woman, maybe you find that even more intimidating, but I was like, uh... How do you know I've got kids and stuff like that? It's like weird. It's just weird. No, see, I'm okay with that situation. I've had it that many times where I handle it well. Like, I kind of make a joke out of it. They'll be like, do you remember me from that festival? And I'll be like, you're asking me if I remember you from a festival. And I'll just start laughing at them and they'll go, oh, yeah, like, you were probably not, like, 100% with it. And I was like, no, I don't really remember. Uh, but sometimes people do get a bit arsey. And it's, so, yeah, it's like... It's, it's like, yeah, I'm no, I'm not like a celeb, whatever, but I do meet a lot of fucking people and it's really hard to remember everyone, especially when I'm intoxicated. And a lot of the time it's like, sometime you've met, you met someone like early hours of the morning at some random person's house after a rave and you're just like, and they're like, do you not remember me from that? And I was like, no, but just don't kick off if someone doesn't remember you. It does make you feel like shit because you want to remember these people, but. Of course, just introduce yourself, go, yeah, I'm Dave and uh, I met you at the festival two years ago and I was talking to you about a snowflake catcher and what a great tune it is. And uh, Kushi talked all the way through it and we never got to enjoy, enjoy it for its beautiful liquid drum and bass, which is quite frankly the most dilute version of music known to man, but hey. <laughs> well, I mean, that's, I'm not that I'm the judge, just my personal opinion. Oh, okay, another controversial topic. 
liquid drum and bass. I mean, I'm not a fan of drum and bass altogether, to be honest. <laughs> because I live in Bristol, it's like intense as fuck. Like, you can't get away from the drum and bass. Am I allowed to swear, by the way? Yeah, you are. Good. Onto our next tune, and I, I say you got a great selection of tunes. I always like doing talking tunes when I see someone's got a wide spectrum of music, but all within the same sort of easygoing, mellow vibes. Like this one. Well, tell me a bit about it. What's this tune? So this is Eliza, and she used to be in the charts all the time under Eliza Doolittle, and she did like quite commercial poppy songs, and then she's like rebranded herself as this like I don't really know the specific genre, but I brand it as like neo soul R&B something like that and it's it's just really nice and like her voice is the most amazing thing ever like this bit Just love the voice, it's really nice. And she's talking about like being an independent woman and she's alone and unafraid. That's the song. It's it's I relate. <laughs> I always like that song, I forget who it is, by the other R&B artists where she has that line, I'd rather be alone than unhappy. Oh, such, such powerful lyrics in some of these songs, isn't there? Yeah, I think it just hits the nail on the head, this song. Like if you sit, like I've actually sat and like looked at the, the lyrics, you know, because sometimes you can't really understand them. But if you read them through, you're like, oh my God, that is so true. But yeah, yeah. just yeah, you got to be happy and alone before you can be happy with someone else. I was reading the lyrics recently on that song, um, I'm sure you're familiar with it, Energy Flash by Joey Beltram. They're, they're really interesting lyrics. I don't know if you're familiar with the lyrics. The, it's the one that goes ecstasy, 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 ecstasy. It's really meaningful. I think I think he knows his target audience anyway, you know? <laughs> I, I think I do know what you're on about, actually. 88 sort of ecstasy, ecstasy. That was, oh, beautiful tune. Is it like a house song? Yeah, it's it's an anthem. Yeah, but yeah, real meaningful lyrics like XC, 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 XC. Ah, yeah. 
Or, or, or you know the other classic lyrics from uh, Two Unlimited. You know, um, no, 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 no. There's no limit. It's like, oh wow. Yeah, but you get you get what they mean. Like even though it doesn't make sense, you get it. Like I, it's, I think it's the way that you sing something. Like you can sing some absolute crap, and it and it still makes like it resonates with people in the way that you're saying it. You know. said to you at the start there really about emotional feelings that you get when you listen to music and the connection you get with it you know it really does dictate your mood and either help or even enhance your mood at the certain time yeah here's a random one some people say to me that if they're happy they like listening to sad music and if they're sad they like listening to happy music and then other people say they like listening to happy music when they're happy and sad music when they're feeling sad yeah some people do that when i'm getting stressed i'll listen to like calm i literally just listen to like frequencies just like binaural beats just like mm. <laughs> and that's all i need like i can just stop thinking and just think about that noise and like focusing on it a bit but yeah sometimes i don't particularly listen to sad music uh, Mixture of things anyway on this this uh, track list, and, and um, you know we've gone from you know some some liquid, some you know R and B sort of stuff, uh, and now into you know hands in the air, ravey music, Tom Craft, loneliness. Yeah, this is another teenage Meg bedroom song. My parents would buy me CDs of like Clubland and stuff, and that's kind of where I started listening to like hard dance music. So this was one of my faves. I had like a little dance routine to it. So what you're saying is, if I see you on the dance floor at Bangface when I'm playing my set and I play this track, you're going to do those dance moves. Might, that might actually happen. I'll see you at five o'clock on Friday in room four. There you go. Oh yeah, I would. Yeah, for sure. Well, I start in four a.m. till five a.m. Right. Well, I'll definitely be there. And I'll play this at the end of my set if you're there. I, I don't want to. I won't play this at the start of my set because I don't want to play to an empty room afterwards. You know. Oh, scathing. I'm terrible in words, aren't I? I know. Is this just you invite people on and just slag their tunes off? <laughs> slag them off, exactly. Yeah, it's terrible, isn't it? Hey, come on my show. I'll just like slander all your songs. Yeah, they've got to be something that you like. 
No, no, there's lots of stuff I like. Okay. I was going to talk about Bang Face anyway, and that was going to be my segue to talking about the fact you're playing the face room. Yeah, I love that room. It's like my favourite room. And um, I, the, when I played in 2020, I was playing in the Vic. And everyone loves the Vic, but I don't like the Vic. It's just like, I don't like the fact there's a smoking area right next to it. And like, everyone's just like nipping in and out all the time. Like, but in the the, the face room, and I like the fact there's carpet as well. Um, like Titch was saying on my on my post, he's like, I love the carpets. I love the carpeted room. Like, it, I don't know why, it's just nice. Cause you can go sit in the corner. Um, and it does have a dance floor as well, but that, that is a good room. And there's been some great sets in there that I've seen before. Uh, so I'm excited to do a great set there. Yeah, it's a great room and I would strongly recommend if you can, get in there just sometime when nobody's in there, you know, and just enjoy the size of the room, you know? I think I have, yeah. I've been in, like, I do spend the majority of bankers in that room. Um, it's good. And, and in the arcade. I love the arcade. It's just, it's just a cool place for people to just hang out. You know, if you actually want to hang out and just talk to people, catch up with people, it's a great spot. Yeah, I'm on at 8 p.m. on the Friday night, so that's a good time. I'm, I'm unfortunately clashing with Samurai Breaks, um, so that's frustrating. Is he on main stage at 8? Yeah, but Jack Zid's on before, so I can watch Jack Zid and then I'll have to run and miss. I'll have to miss like the last bit of his set, and then I'll run on to go play my set. So yeah, should be a good Friday night. This is my friend Dan and he's a really good producer. I uh, really like this song because it just evolves really. Like it starts off like this, but it's like um, half time drum and bass and then it goes into like whatever this is. It's hard to talk genres sometimes or what it is, but uh, techie, tech stuff, something? Yeah. yeah, it's just like, it's definitely techie. Bleeps. It's like te techno, fast techno, I don't know, bleep, bleep step. Te techno bleeps, there you go. And then it has a breakdown and then it goes into like some cute little housey, boogie tune. And I don't know, that like Dan is just so underrated. I fully agree with you on that one, yeah. No, this is a great tune, this is a great tune. I mean, I'm not just coming on here and slagging people's tunes off. There's lots of good stuff and one of the reasons I love doing talking tunes, there's many reasons for it, but one of them is actually to discover people's music, right? Yeah. To discover what's new, uh, what's different and, and to, to look at it in different ways. Yeah, this is the cute bit. It's so cute. It makes me so happy at this bit. It's like, it's like ultimate joy in a song. At 
end you got Darren Styles. Bit of would you call that happy hardcore? Yeah, I think so. Just I just thought I'd put a pinch of something a bit wild in the mix. I chose. It was really hard to pick the songs. Like you know, as you know, it took me a long time. It's all good. I was just like overthinking it so much. Because rather than planning a set, you kind of know what you're gonna play. But this is like exploring my personal library throughout my whole lifetime, deciding which ones to pick and which ones mean something or are important to share. actually an interesting website literally called bleep.com i don't know if you ever go to there to look for music but it's a great music site for buying music on bleep all oh, right no i don't know it it's not just bleep music they play they play all sorts they've got breakcore and, and, and jungle and house and techno and bass and all the rest of it but it's called bleep.com yeah it's an alternative like mm. to i don't know where do you buy your music from Usually Bandcamp or Beatport, but Beatport's getting a bit rusty now. I don't know. What's up with Beatport? I don't know. It's it's a bit old, and I know it. They've not. It looks the same. It's always done, and but everyone's living Bandcamp at the moment, and I want to get some music on there, but I just hate promoting my own music. So it's easier to give it to a label, and then they do it. Uh, but if yeah, like some of my friends are really good at promoting their own music, and you know, then you're getting hundred percent of everything because you're promoting it, and advertising it, doing the artwork, blah blah blah. So that's the way forward, I think, right now. But it's a, it's a lot more effort. It's like doing ten jobs in at once. That is the most annoying thing in the world. I know what you're saying. It's like doing promos, like you know, I do those videos as well, like on Facebook. And it's like, that's an hour to do like a one minute video, you know? And you're like, what am I doing? I know. I don't know how you do it all. Like, I, it drives me mad sitting on Facebook. I hate it. Like, the only reason I have Facebook is because I'm a DJ. I would not have it. Like, I would be one of them weird people that's not on social media if I, didn't, if I wasn't a DJ. I don't wish to, to guess how old you are, but I don't know anybody under the age of 25 that has got a Facebook account. No one under the age of 25 has Facebook. They're all on Snapchat. I'm 24. Oh, right. Well, there you go. I do know someone under 25. Yeah, no, I think you should lower that age bracket because all of my like people I went to school with and like the years below or whatever will be on it. Well, I think I was dating someone and his girls were like 14 and like they were like, oh, Facebook, that's for old people. And I was like, whoa, like that's the first I've ever heard that. Like, what? It's, I don't like that. The world's changing. Well, oh, 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 the world's changing. Definitely getting into the old bracket if that's uh, your viewpoint. I know. There was another thing that I said the other day that was weird, like... Oh, me, oh, me back hurts for no apparent reason. <laughs> no, no, no. I was I was at Scouts because I'm a scout leader. And oh, cool. All of them are like 13, 12, 13 or something. 
Yeah. And we were doing like a, a girl power song quiz for International Women's Day. And they were playing all like the new stuff. And I was like, I whispered to the other leader, like, play Cheeky Girls. And they didn't know what Cheeky Girls was. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, what's going on? And like, yeah, I was the, I was just singing my heart out to Cheeky Girls. And they're all like, what the hell is this music? Like, how? So, oh my God. Because you know that song, Wannabe, by Spice Girls, that's like over 30 years old now. Oh my god, that's older than me. Crazy. Look, we're on Hannah Wants. Is that right? Hannah Wants Butterflies? Yeah, Hannah Wants Butterflies. Uh, this is just a song that I was obsessed with for a while. It was actually at my first ever rave. I really, 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 really wanted to go to a rave for a long time, uh, underage. And then I eventually got to go to one. And it was Chris Graswell that was playing, who was my favourite DJ at the time. And this was my favourite song at the time. And he played it and I was just like, oh my God, like... And I just had, yeah, it was at Beaverworks in Leeds. It was just awesome. I don't know if this could be My mind blazing tricks causing make-believe Your poker face got me dancing But to fall by unforgressant Expected to act on my impulse But I think too much so I move slow Everybody's first moment of going to a rave and going, oh wow, this is it, I've arrived, this is where I am for the rest of my life, you know? That, that, that euphoric rush you get from music, you know, when it's loud in your face and you're like, oh wow, I couldn't be happier. Yeah, that's what the night I got with like my first boyfriend as well. Like, yeah, this song, it's like a Jack and House song as well, which is like a genre, a genre which has disappeared. But yeah, big love Jack and House, R.I.P. Are you from uh, Leeds originally or Sheffield or where are you from? I'm from Bradford, which is next to Leeds. I'd always go raving in Leeds usually or Huddersfield because I went to college in Huddersfield. But um, yeah, Beaverworks in Leeds was my go-to when I was uh, living up there. I need to get myself there someday. I see a lot of a lot of stuff happening in Beaverworks. A lot of stuff happening there. Yeah, it's really picked up like over the last couple of years, like since lockdown was finished. Like people are loving Leeds at the moment. They're like, it's so up and coming, and I'm like, how? Like, what? It's like all my friends are moving to Leeds, and I've just moved out of there. It's really weird, like, because there's like a few crews, like Yes Tech and Underground Resurgence and Milk and Supersonic Booty Bangers and all of them up there just doing bits at the moment. Oh, I'm surprised you've been you're in Scouts as well. Do you say you're, you're a leader or just a yeah something like that? No, right, that's fair play. Yeah, just trying to do something wholesome. If you think back to when you were a child and you think back to your happy memories, were you inside or outside? Outside. You talk to anybody, you ask them that question. Doesn't matter who they are, everyone will say outside. Yeah, definitely. I love guides and stuff. I also just get to go and do the activities for free. Like they do some really cool stuff and like, cause I get really depressed. So I'm literally just like hopping on, hitching on the back of their like really cool, wholesome activities. I don't really act like a leader when I'm there. I act like one of the scouts. 
No, it's really good for the general society and that it's just good for people and like getting me involved with people like you know there's all ages like I'm there with kids and like older people uh, yeah just all having a nice wholesome time Nathan Fake is it Nathan Fake the sky was pink yeah again it's an interesting tune do you know this one no it, again this is something I've never heard of before but I like it because it's sort of like painting a picture as it were you know telling the story yeah it's definitely a journey it's like you know when you have like a song that kind of like it's like in your memory bank and then you rediscover it and you like and it gives you that massive rush of nostalgia like I, I rediscovered it and I was like oh my god this song and like loads of people if you go on the YouTube um, put link for it like everyone in the comments is saying exactly the same thing like oh my god I completely forgot about this song like what the hell it's like just a really weird mystical nostalgic song like maybe it didn't exist and we all just think it did but now it does like is it the, not the butterfly effect I can't think of it it's just like really makes me feel weird yeah because i think one of the important things as a dj which i'm sure you know with your experience is it's finding those tunes that people have forgotten about or you know those unexpected gems uh going oh yeah do you remember that tune you pull it out and then everyone's like this is amazing brilliant that's that's your job right yeah i think that's something that i try and do like i think that's my main quality uh or like my unique selling point but a lot of other people do it but i do try and play stuff that no one has heard or I, I like when i'm doing my poly pocket stuff because i've got an alias i don't really do it that much anymore but she was about like nostalgia and uh, just throwbacks and uh it was really nice to dj stuff that made people you know just turn to their friends like and go oh my god i've not heard this in ages but yeah as cox and i try and play stuff that no one's heard and then people are like what's this song and if people do bully me enough i'll tell them like all you gotta do is ask and i'll tell you do you know what i mean and then it's like i don't like it when people are like no this is a dub and you can't even know the name of it like it's like gatekeeping horrible yeah everyone's been in the position where you've been dying to know what a song is and it's it actually like hurts a bit to not like it like you know when you, it's in your head as well and you're just like i just i just need to know it and then i'll be i'll be fine um i think it's evil 
The thing that annoys me about that is if you're a DJ and you're playing someone else's music but you won't tell people what that is, I feel like you're taking credit for someone else's music in the respect that, oh, DJ X is playing that tune Z, but we'll never know who the person is, you know? It's not your choice to, unless they've told you to do that, it's not, yeah. Unless they've got the artist locked up in a dungeon downstairs, you know, making Because <laughs> that's basically what they're doing by not telling you who the artist is. Because that artist needs to be discovered. Yeah. Everybody likes it. Who is it? Not telling you. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's just like a power trip, isn't it? Like, I don't put track lists on my mixes because I'm lazy and I don't want to just give them all out. Do you know what I mean? Like, there you go. Like, some people do and I, I, I really appreciate that when they do. But if someone's like, just literally comments ID, I'll just be like, yeah, here it is. Oh, would you? Yeah. Oh, I, I, I never bother responding to that. Oh, do you not? Well, I always put track lists in there because I only do big port top 10, so, you know, I'm not really correcting in. And especially when I do my radio show, I'm like, oh yeah, this tune by you know, such and such. You still get people to comment in, what's the tune ID? It's like, mate, are you even listening to the show or reading any of the text? Like, Oh God, do you know, it's a funny story. There's this um, nightcore artist um, and I was like, oh my God, this nightcore artist is amazing. And uh, they'd like just basically sped up loads of like bass house mutant bassy songs and they just sounded amazing. I was like, I'd love to know what the originals were. And I was like asking like some of my mates in Hard Silly Mental Music Group admin chat, like, please help me work out what these songs are. Like, is there any way that I can like, I don't want to download each one and then put them into Fruity Loops and then slow them all down like is there a quick way I can like get like a plug-in for SoundCloud and slow them down and everyone's like nah like we don't know and then my mate's like you do know it says in the description what the original is <laughs> and I was like literally it was bugging me for ages how to find these out and I literally wrote in the description after all that just look in the description was the track called you know artist name track name brackets nightcore remix <laughs> there's even a link to click the original song I but yeah oh. can't see for seeing maybe next time someone questions my IDs and what have you I'll, I'll throw them a fish and go I'll do the legwork for you and tell you what the answer is I'll google that for you beautiful tune that's quite a long tune as well it was almost eight minutes something like that coming up towards the end of that mm -hmm. yeah it's like i like that it's one of the only songs i like will listen to all the way through that's a really long song it's worth it Now we are into levels featuring Taiki, my new Leng. How are you pronouncing that? Tell me how you pronouncing that. So it's Taki, New and, and New Light. It used to be two guys and now it's one. So it used to be Taki and New Light and then now it's Taki New Light. But it, this was when it was two guys, I think. But yeah, this is just, uh, it's like one of the first weird house songs that I heard that kind of like really stuck out to me. 
and I was like this is this is something different and then ever since it kind of pushed me down like this weird weird house route but then house progressed into baseline and then baseline do you know what I mean like it sparks a you know when you sat there digging and it's uh, yeah influenced me I do love that solid wood bass every time you never get bored of that yeah many wubs many wubs I was going to ask you that because we were talking about DJing and you know the art of pulling out tunes that people love. I was going to ask you how long have you been DJing for? When did you get started? Funny you should ask that. <laughs> it's been ten years this year. I'm pretty sure it's ten years because when I was fourteen, that's when I first started on a like a little controller because my ex had one. He was a DJ, and one day he just looked at me and went, "Do you want to go?" And I was like, "Okay." That's how it started, and then. Uh, yeah, and now I'm just turned 24, so that's 10 years ago. Like, I, it's really weird. Like, it feels like it's gone slow but fast. And you're playing off CDJ, right? Yeah, I play off CDJs now. I did learn on CDJs because I went to this like DJ school for a bit. Like it was like a free thing. And oh, no, I think you might have had to pay like a little bit of money, like a fiver. Um, but it was like in Leeds, like a local one called DJ School UK. And like they really helped me out. And I was like only a little 15 year old Meg that wanted to be a DJ. And yeah, they really put me in the right direction. They were really supportive. And yeah, I can't thank them enough, really. Giving me access to like top of the range equipment and like, and it's, yeah, it's really weird how I found out about them. It was just by chance. So it was fit. <laughs> you see what, yeah? When man come outside, I will show you the difference, yeah? Blood. The levels are very high. I play off a controller myself and I always feel like one day I'll be a big grown up and you know play off CDJs but I don't know I, I, I you need CDJs to learn how to play on CDJs so I'm just gonna stick to a controller from now on. I, I guess I did learn when I was a kid like a teenager because I'd had access to them but then like I didn't have access to them and I just had a controller at home and I just I kind of just practiced when it was live, which isn't the best idea to do it. But that is what I did. I was like, I don't have a clue what half these buttons do, but I'm going to give it a go when no one's really listening. So what got you into DJing? Like, I mean, you said that you were 15 and you went off and did the course. Where did you think it would take you? Or were you just interested in doing it as a hobby? Or did you think, oh, I've got aspirations to get somewhere with this? I don't know. I just wasn't really thinking. There was one point where I remember when I was leaving school and I was like, I'm going to be an estate agent. And and then I had um, I was sm smoking a joint and I was like, why the fuck would I want to be an estate agent? <laughs> I want to be a DJ. And then that, that was it. Yeah. I, like, I was like looking up at the sky, like just considering my life. Like, what do I, what's, what am I going to do leaving school now? Like, I was like, shall I get an apprenticeship in an estate agency? I was like, no, I'm going to go study music. And that's what I did. Brilliant, brilliant. I mean, that's the thing is to, is to follow your dreams, isn't it? Um, and do what you do, what you enjoy. Yeah, I mean, I probably have a lot more money now and probably have a car and a house, but oh well. The more money you have, the more money you spend. 
Not necessarily. Oh, no, I think so. If you, if you have more money, you just buy a bigger car. If you have more money, you just buy a bigger house. If you have more money, you just go on holiday to further afield. Still spend it. Still broke. Not really. I do know people that don't spend their money. Rich people are good at not spending money. That's why they're rich. All right, I suppose that's, that's probably the, the bit we're missing. Yeah. <laughs> There's two tunes on here which I'm really, really enjoying. Uh, this is definitely one of them, Culprit, right? Two. Yeah, I don't know. It's just a really weird and it's like garage, but like I hear there's no point in defining it because it's it's another journey song. Because this feeds back to the idea of sitting in your room on your own with headphones on listening to music, right? You'd be listening to this rather than, you know, club bangers. Yeah. When I'm on my own, I do listen to... I don't know. I, I do mainly listen to like Asian spa music and stuff because I just like get, I just like being zen at home. But um, yeah, this, this is such a great song. You can tell he's improv this bit as well. Can't get that by typing in all this, the MIDI. You definitely played that in. It's like do 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 do. How'd you get the name Coxon? Um, it's my last name. Is it? Yeah. Oh, right, okay, that's quite straightforward. Yeah, and people think that I might have some elaborate story, but no, I just, I thought it's a pretty cool last name and it's got an X in it, and I thought, oh, look, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I just like the name, and when I was a kid, people used to call me anyway. I don't know, just my last name. That's a brilliant story, yeah, it's, it's your real name. Yeah. And like I say, it's a, it's a cool name, it's a cool name to have. Yeah. Thanks, but it's got a word cock in it. <laughs> to be honest, no one's pointed that out in a long time. Um, I thought, like, what am I doing? I'm, I've got like a rude word in my name, but no one, no one's immature enough to point it out anymore. Yeah, yeah. It's too obvious, like you know. So it's this tune, and uh, I don't know how you pronounce it, was it Booker's Finest? Oh yeah. That one, oh, that was sweet, isn't it? Mm. We'll get on to that later on. Yeah. I do sometimes find myself criticising people's music, and I'm like, no, 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 you know, you're not the arbiter of quality. You know, everyone, everyone's got their own subjective opinion, and everyone has obviously the right to listen to their own music and enjoy what they enjoy. Whatever that is, you know, I mean, you know, mm. so, yeah, I don't know, I'm always overthinking that, oh God, you know, I listen back to my own podcast, I'm like, oh God, why are you stating that person's music, you know? Oh. It's still hanging over me now. I, I feel like I, I feel like I need to get some retribution or something, I don't know. <laughs> no, it's like when people slit genres as well, it, yeah, but I bet I could find at least one song in that genre that you were like, and things like that. It's like, just uh Oh yeah. Nah, but there is a, like, I can't try to think of a style of music that I absolutely hate. I hate grime. Really hate grime. Really don't like grime. It's just, I, I mean, and there, I, I say that, and like I just said, there is a couple of grime songs that I don't mind, but I just find it really stagnant and like really hard to dance to and really makes me feel uncomfortable and anxious 
and like I, I don't like rock music. I'd say rock music is my least favorite. But then you listen to stuff by Journey. You know that that she's on a midnight train going anywhere. I mean, I I, I love it. There you go. I like rock music. So yeah, yeah. In any genre, there's always something that's, you're gonna like. Definitely. What's this? Green Tea Peng. She's like up and coming. She's like a rapper, rapper slash singer. And would this fit into your idea of you saying you listen to was it Asian spa music? This is sort of sort of music you might listen to to just chill out. This isn't like Asian spa music, but this is um. But it's uh, chill out music though, right? Yeah, I do listen to Green Tea Peng when I'm on my own. I, I, I really like female singers. I've got a weird thing against male singers. I just don't like listening to them. I don't know why. Like, just I, I prefer female vocalists. So yeah, I like that Eliza song and this Green Tea Peng. She's said there's some singers that I'll just sit and listen to. Like the kind of drowsy kind of singing. It's relaxing and like effortless. Yeah, she's really lackadaisical. Mm. Only just about making it on time for the beat. Yeah. No one lets me like you do. You really are a yeah, I get what you're saying about female vocalists versus male vocalists. Conjures up an image, you know, the male vocalists. A lot of them are, uh, I think, like, great, you know, you can't argue with the Beatles, for example. But then, you know, you see, again, going back to rock music, you know, when you see this rock music and the guy's going, and it's just like, mate, just chill out. Like, what are you doing? It's like, really? Really? <laughs> I say that actually, but I do like grime acapellas, which are male, but I like them over dubstep songs. So like, yeah, that's the only thing that I can get away with. I love a saxophone. That's a saxophone in it, right? Yeah. Nice saxophone. So we had a bad couple of years there, obviously with no gigs and all the rest of it, and things are getting back to normal, thank goodness. Mm. Apart from Bankface, like, what do you have lined up for the rest of the year? Do you have anything on the horizon, any sneaky gigs you can tell us about? <laughs> no. No? <laughs> See, the thing is, like, I've been building up loads of momentum, and it's just kind of, I, I think there'll be something coming up, but... Oh, I know what you're feeling. That, that's that whole, has everyone forgotten about me? I was really popular five minutes ago and now everyone's forgotten about me. I know what you're saying. Yeah, well, I had a really great streak. Like, as soon as we came out of lockdown, like last year, I was getting booked all the time. I was overwhelmed with all the bookings and it, like, oh my God, finally, you know, after such a horrible, depressing time thinking, am I ever going to DJ again? You know, it was. A, I was really grateful for that. So, and then, yeah, I got to play like three festivals last year, but this year I've only been booked for Bang Face, um, which I, I don't mind, to be honest. Only Bang Face. And a lot of people would be like, what do you mean? But yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. I should. You got to appreciate what you've got in it, like, and yeah. just don't compare yourself like to your friends. Oh, 100 percent. Oh well, you're playing at this one, and I'm playing at this one, but I'm just glad I'm at least playing a set anymore. Yeah, Bank Face is going to be great, and I've got like one book in like towards the end of the year. But and you know when when summer comes around, things just kind of start popping up, don't they? And like like last minute shit. I think that's what's going to happen. I think what's going to happen is I think everyone's still quite a little bit unsure. You know, we're all, we're all coming out of our houses and mm. wiping away the cobwebs and going, right, so what are we actually doing again? How do we do this? Yeah. I think when that all starts coming back in full force. I mean, the things in Ireland still really slow to pick up again, which you'd think there'd be a huge momentum of people like, wait, we can go out again. But it's like, yeah, not a lot's happening. Not a lot's happening. There is a lot of venues popping up in Bristol and stuff. Uh, there's Lost Horizon and Strange Brew, probably another couple I can't think of. Like, there's some really great venues that have just opened after the pandemic. The Lost Horizon's like a virtual reality pub. It's like really weird and cool. You're doing a lot of gigs as well online, I seem to recall, right? Yeah, I think that really helped. It, it was probably the best thing I could have done. I was doing it to save myself from insanity and just connect with people. And it was like the only thing that I could do for enjoyment. And it actually was a really good way of promoting yourself because the weird thing about it is no one else had anything to do so they were forced to watch you know like just tune in and watch and like you know you know yourself firsthand how great the community communities are that were formed during those times it's like it's mental like it's really and like meeting the people in real life now I'm slowly like I'm meeting Nick Drexler and Steph for the first time at Bank Pace and like I, I've grown so close to this so like I, it's just yeah I'm, it's it, it's very surreal like top geezers those two the, the whole does it band crew I'm so happy to get on their lineup like yeah yeah it was like petrol on a fire they're, they're a band <laughs> so I'm like wow why why are we really, why is it so only our first year mm-hmm. London Electricity, right? Born to synthesize. We almost completely talked all the way through that. 
Yeah, um, this is a song I found recently and I don't particularly listen to, it's not too electronic, so it's like more like actual instruments and that. So I thought I'd include at least one song that wasn't just electronic that I like. I thought London electricity were more liquid drum and bass or something. Do you know, I should have done some research. I only know this song, uh, but the way I found it was on a mix by Sub. What's his face? Sub Focus? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> yeah. Sub Focus, an old drum and bass mix. And he just randomly stopped the drum and bass and just played this song. So it must, it must be, yeah, maybe a London Electricity is drum and bass. That would make sense. But it just kind of caught me off guard, you know, like, oh. I have no idea. I could be completely wrong. I, I'm just going by what I remember sometime ago. What are the DJs do you like listening to? Who do you listen to for inspiration and go, oh yeah, go on, listen to them and get some track ideas? So mainly my friends, which I'm fortunate enough to be surrounded by such talented people. My fave is perhaps Jack said, because I just think his spin on hardcore is just perfect equilibrium of like all of the, like it's like a fusion of everything I want to hear uh, in a song. <laughs> like it's, do you know, I've, you've, you've heard Jack is Yeah, no, I know what you're saying, yeah. Pure rave, euphoria, but also dirty and not, it's like also lighthearted, but also, oh yeah, it's, it's amazing. And like, I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he bloody does it. It's a lot like as well, obviously in a completely different style, but the way Samurai Breaks has taken a lot of different genres and mashed them together and made something. It, this is his own sound, right? That sort of 160 BPM footworky rave breaks thing that Samurai Breaks does. Yeah, yeah, Sam's done really well. And I actually knew Sam when I was like first starting DJing and because he's from Leeds. So I've seen, when I first started seeing him play, he was playing like neurofunk stuff. And then it's like mad that we've kind of been through this like little years later. Yeah, we're just like, like we, we kind of drifted apart and then reconnected like recently in like the last year. But yeah, he's doing so well. Like I'm really proud. Um, it's just nice to see someone from home, you know, doing the thing. And he's definitely like sparking a bit of a new movement with that sound. DJ Magazine, newcomer of the year, 2021. Yeah, producer, up and coming producer of the year. Uh, that's really good. His girlfriend Jess as well. She's amazing. Like I grew up with her too, and she supports him so well. And they're a dream, both of them. I say I do love dubstep. I'm sure you call this dubstep, right? Yeah. I don't listen to a lot of it, but every now and again when I'm listening to it, I'm like, why do I not listen to more dubstep? The reason I don't listen to it too much of it is because I find I'm not, I don't really enjoy the scene. That it's not like everyone's horrible, but I, every time I've been to a dubstep night, there's not really like a vibe that you get at a hardcore night, or you know, like everyone's kind of serious and moody and like I don't know, like. 
I, I find it people are not as approachable. I've had some bad interactions at dubstep nights that I wouldn't get that at a hardcore, hard dance music night. I think there's just a lot of ego around dubstep and it's not really a welcome space for females especially as like I used to be a dubstep DJ I used to want to be predominantly a dubstep DJ and the thing that put me off was just people being uh, what's the word discriminating and just like leaving me out and I don't know I'd be backstage at a dubstep night and people would be like who the fuck are you why are you here like it's all bros here or are you, are you someone's girlfriend or something like that? It's like, uh, no, I'm an artist. Exactly. Um, I just don't have any patience for it. I think that dubstep, I was going to start like a little brand and call it like make dubstep uncool again or something. Like, because people think it's, because it is cool. Like, when you dance to dubstep, you think it is cool. Real dubstep. And then there's like the whole bro step versus real dubstep thing, and people hate on the other people. And I'm not, I like both, so I'm just like, I don't know. It's just, I'd rather just stick to four by four and stay out of that that scene. I'll I'll occasionally drop some dubstep songs though. I've never said as well, this is the Booker's Finest Under Control tune for anybody looking for tune ID. <laughs> in the comment section and you're going to type tune ID, don't bother, tune is Booker's Finest Under Control, RTFM. This was a really pioneering tune. When this came out, everyone went mental, absolutely mental, like it was crazy. I just remember everyone was talking about it, everyone was playing it and it's still great just really unique to that big horn. What I love on this is, as you said, the horn, the bass, it's got, it's technically audibly beautiful to listen to. Yes, nice. Just nothing, nothing, no complaints. Mm. Yeah, Booker's finest. He's a really good sound engineer as well. He does a lot of like tutorials and live streams teaching that you can definitely tell. Going back, because you've mentioned a couple of things and something I've been thinking about for a long time is why do women get into DJing? And I asked you earlier, why did you get into DJing? I think a lot of guys get into DJing and I'm probably going to get a lot of guys saying, no, 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 that's not true. Don't say that. A lot of guys do it for the ego, right? Or, you know, for whatever reasons. Whereas I don't think women have those same motivations as a guy would for getting into DJing. I guess it's an independent thing. I definitely had a lot of ego when I started though. So yeah, I've heard stories about me just like not being very nice. Like when not, I'm not even remembering it and being like, oh my God, but you know, I was fucking 15, 16. Like I thought I was a dog's bollocks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But yeah, maybe I think there is a lot of I do I do know a lot of male DJs that have very big egos. But I know some females that have big ego egos too. So I don't think it's a gendered thing that. Yeah. Well, what you need to do, right? When you're at Bang Face and you're in the long queue, and you're going fuck me, this is a long queue. Get your headphones in your hand. Just walk up to the door, 
push past security and when they try to stop you go don't you know who i am <laughs> yeah i hate that then they're just like you're a woman like you can't come in and i'm like i'm a dj and they're like no you're not and i'm like fucking am i've got my headphones and they're like just give you yeah, i've got headphones with more evidence <laughs> yeah <laughs> they give you a funny look Into Darren Styles drop zone. We are in the happy hardcore territory, right? Yeah. So I found this song in lockdown, even though it's a really old song. I used to love Darren Styles though, but um, yeah, when I heard this, it was like, oh my god, it's nostalgic, even though I never even heard it. This main synth lead that's like, I don't know, it's magical. possible to have nostalgia for a time you never lived in or experienced. Yeah. People have nostalgia for the 70s that, you know, we never experienced them or nostalgia for the 60s, you know? I think it's probably a communal thing where you see other people being like that and then you want to be part of it. So it's more about being part of the nostalgia rather than actually genuine, oh yeah, remember how good the 70s were? Well, actually I wasn't even born then, you know? Yeah, my cousins used to give me a lot of their rave CDs, so uh, like and tape tape cassettes, like because my cousins were all a lot older than me. So me and my grandma used to play their tapes in in the car and listen to a lot of trance and stuff. So that's kind of how I have this weird attachment to trance, even though it's still nostalgic to me. But I was not around in the nineties to experience it. You were fed trance as a baby, as it were. I mean, the 90s, I mean, cut straight to the chase. The 90s were the greatest decade ever, so there you go. I know, I know, I'm so jealous. I literally, like, if, if reincarnation's a thing, like, and I was, I feel like I was probably alive then and, like, died at a rave from an overdose or something. Maybe that's, like, it's me being wafty and far-fetched. If I was reborn, then I think I'd have been a raver, but in the 90s. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. If you're doing it now, then you've absolutely been doing it back in the 90s. Uh, who's to say maybe the 2020s is the best decade for rave music? You've got to look forward, not backward. I don't think it will, though, because the technology, I think the technology, I can't say the word, technological revolution fucked it all up. Now it's all MP3s and I think it was a lot better when it was all on vinyl. I didn't even get to experience it, but there is an idea that because so many people are making music now that it's just spreading thinner and thinner and thinner whereas back then there'd only be a handful of people making music and so you know you either into jungle or you're into happy hardcore or you're into gather or house or garage or something like that whereas now everything's spread so thin and wide that you could be just you know there's almost a one-to-one -one relationship between djs and punters you know yeah i don't think that's a bad thing like it's the whole anyone can be a DJ and that's not a bad thing but it's just um there's no song that is special do you know what I mean like just throw away which is a bit sad 
So, Coxon, I can't believe we've come to the end of the journey. Uh, was there anything you missed? No, no, no. It's all good. Brilliant. I was, I was concerned that, you know, we did 12 tunes rather than 15. Maybe we'd find there was a three-tune gap of conversation at the end there that we'd missed out on. Oh, I wouldn't want to, like, babble about, like, you know, nonsense anyway, so... Isn't all music and everything else nonsense at the end of the day? <laughs> One person's nonsense is another person's goal. Maybe, maybe. Hopefully someone will listen to this and be like, learn something. <laughs> They'll learn about uh, the cues at Bang Face. And how to skip them by going, I'm a DJ, let me in. Yeah, and getting some headphones. Grand. Anyway, Coxon, pleasure talking to you. Yeah, thank you for having me. Absolute pleasure. I'll see you at Bang Face. Yeah, I'll, I'll be there at your set for... Tom Craft Loneliness Tune. <laughs> and I'll do a, a special dance for it. With you. All right. Take care now. Bye. All right. You too. Bye.